they don't want existence of our Western civilization just because of our values. Uh, values of uh, democratic decision-making, uh, democratic uh, elections, freedom of uh, choice, freedom of speech, a rule of law and human rights, uh, social equality and justice. Our values, uh, it's uh, values of uh, progress, uh, prosperity, peace and love. Uh, their values uh, is, are values of uh, hate, uh, poverty, uh, violence, uh, slavery and war. So we must protect our values. When the war in Ukraine started, I asked myself if I could do anything to help somebody in need. I have no friends or family in Ukraine, but I remember that a couple of years ago, I was interviewed by a Ukrainian from Donetsk. When I got in touch with Alex Padalka, he was hiding underground from the daily shelling he had to endure, and for months he was surviving on rotten food and dirty water. Alex had lost a lot of weight and his health was deteriorating. On top of it all, he is legally blind because he has retinitis pigmentosa, an eye disease where one can have some peripheral vision but can't see anything straight ahead. Given his dire situation, Alex told me that he was ready to die because he had no idea if or how he could stay alive, let alone escape. But that was my opportunity to help. I shared Alex's story with my network and a very generous person reached out. Now I can't share many details of this dangerous operation. All I can say is that some brave people risked their lives to go get Alex out. His rescue cost 54,000 US dollars to execute and we had no guarantee of success. But after a month of planning, we were able to get Alex out of Donetsk and into Poland. In Warsaw, we connected Alex to some very generous people who helped him find a place to live and set him up with three hot meals per day. They even paid for him to visit many doctors, including eye specialists, because Alex was skinny and weak after his ordeal and had lost even his peripheral vision. Now, the good news is that after several months of eating good food, drinking clean water and sleeping in a safe place, Alex has recovered his health and is and even a tiny bit of his peripheral vision. But we're hoping we can help him more. Alex has already had two ultraviolet corneal cross-linking surgeries and most recently he had an 800 US dollar DNA test. The test results will take a couple of months but if he has a specific gene mutation we hope that the new adenovirus genetic treatment could help him recover some or most of his eyesight. And if he doesn't, we're also looking at several other options. The problem is that these medical treatments cost well over 10,000 euros. And everyone involved has already spent thousands and given as much as we can. 
So unfortunately, we have run out of money. And that's why I need your help. Do you know anyone who has lost sight? Can you imagine being blind and bombed for weeks and months? Can you imagine hiding underground while eating rotten food and drinking dirty water? Can you imagine being a blind war refugee in a foreign country while your only hope to see again costs tens of thousands of euros that you don't have? That is what Alex Padalka has to deal with. Yet he never complains and is never angry or upset. Somehow he always has the strength to smile and stay happy. I have no idea how he manages, but that's inspiring to me. So while initially I thought I was helping Alex, I now feel that he has helped me become a better person through his example of joy and gratitude. Furthermore, Alex has silently reminded me that when we help others, we also help ourselves. Because as the poet Rumi says, you are another version of me. I am another version of you. So I know I have gained at least as much from helping Alex as he has gained from getting help. Now, you can say that Alex is just one person and the whole country of Ukraine needs help. And this is true. But a country consists of individual people and Alex is one very good person who needs our help now. Plus, we know what to do. We know where we can do it and we know how to do it. All we need is your help to get it done. We promise that all donations will go directly to Alex's bank account in Poland and neither I nor anyone else will have access to that money. Thus, with your help, I believe that a month, a month from now, right on time for Christmas and in the spirit of giving, we can give Alex the chance to see again. That is why I feel very privileged to be a small part of a group of very generous people helping him for the past six months. I'm proud to say that we have managed to save his life. Please join us and help us save his sight. Go to helpaukrainian.com and make a donation now. That is helpaukrainian.com H-E-L-P-A-U-K-R-A-I-N-I-A-N.com Thank you very much in advance. And now I want to introduce you to my podcast guest today, Alex Padalka. My hope is that our conversation will show you the human behind our fundraising campaign and motivate you to help and understand why I'm so committed to helping him out. So welcome to Singularity FM, Alex. Thank you so much, Nicola, for inviting me. I appreciate it. Fantastic, my friend. So you know the deal with my podcast. The first question is always the same. Who is Alex Padalka? Uh, I am a, a former entrepreneur. Uh, I am former founder of the Human Rights Group uh, Justice and uh, uh, also founder of the Ex-Human Channel uh, where I conducted uh, interviews on uh, different 
scientific uh, topics. Fantastic, my friend. So perhaps you can share a little bit about your entrepreneurial background and the NGO that you had started in Ukraine? Uh, yeah, it was a human rights group and uh, my field of expertise was uh, commercial law, uh, different deals with uh, property, uh, real estate, especially with uh, Ukrainian lands. And uh, before the war, I even had uh, uh, several lawyers, uh, I employed uh, them uh, to, to my human rights uh, group. Uh, but uh, their field, uh, field of expertise uh, were different than mine. It was uh, civilian law, uh, criminal law, and, uh, yeah, and also commercial law. And so what was your mission? Why was it an NGO? What was the mission of your organization? Uh, because uh, um, it, it's, uh, it, if you select this form, it's easy to be a representative in uh, the court. It's easy to help uh, people in this way. It, it, it's uh, more about uh, Ukrainian law, why you don't take, uh, for example, uh, attorney license and prefer to be uh, to be representative in court. Uh, it, 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 in my opinion, it's more effective. I see. And were you giving a discounted rate or free services to people who couldn't afford it and so on? That's what I'm trying to understand. Some, uh, yeah, some uh, for poor people, it, it was for free. Uh, for some people, it was discounted, and for uh, some people, yeah, it was uh, for money. Fantastic. I understand. Uh, maybe you can share with us your story in general, and specifically, what happened to you after the Russian invasion, and how you ended up in Poland. Maybe you can kind of walk us, I know you can't tell us all the details, but perhaps you can walk us through some of the major events in that story of yours. Oh, great. Nicola, let me start that for me, uh, uh, war started much earlier than in uh, 2022. Uh, uh, for me, war started in 2014, uh, because uh, uh, Russian forces occupied uh, and annexed Crimea Peninsula in this year and uh, my hometown city, Don Donetsk city. So I faced with uh, what people uh, here now around the globe uh, in 2014. And uh, it, it, it uh, changed uh, drastically all my life. Um, so uh, yeah, and uh, I started uh, to, let's say, rebuild uh, everything. Mm -hmm. And then and then in 2020, uh, did the situation deteriorate? And, and, you know, when I got in touch with you, you were kind of already hiding underground and not having access yeah. to clean water, eating kind of rotten food. You were kind of determined 
or already kind of decided how to meet your death, my friend, uh, based on yeah, your communication. Can you share with us what was the, the situation that you were facing at that time when I initially got in touch with you? Uh, yeah, I was on the occupation territory and uh, uh, I, I needed to visit uh, occupation territory many times uh, because I had my grandparents uh, uh, on this territory and uh, they uh, didn't want to relocate. Uh, and, uh, you know, like uh, elderly people uh, don't want to relocate and uh, they, they need help without this help to uh, uh, they can die and I cared about my grandfather and uh, grandmother uh, and uh, roughly in February yeah Russians uh, caused all, all uh, check points and uh, already uh, wasn't uh, possible to escape from uh, this uh, territory uh so you got or, stuck uh, yeah 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 and they started to catch every uh man on the street uh and uh, to push them to go to the army uh, and uh it uh, to fight for the uh, russians you mean co correct correct and uh, they uh, didn't uh, care about uh, are you, for example, person with disability, disability or not. Uh, they say uh, in their slang, it uh, sounds like uh, meat for gun. So they use people like a, a shield. Cannon fodder. Yeah, correct. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and uh, also it was uh, uh, very difficult to uh, don't uh, uh, face with uh, their patrols, but uh, I, I, uh, I've been a local person and uh, know uh, all the streets and uh, it, it uh, helped me. Uh, also, they... Uh, didn't have enough uh, uh, enough uh, military personnel to control all streets. So, on uh, for example, on uh, this street they have soldiers. On the other, uh, they uh, don't have uh, soldiers. But uh, <laughs> when you under for for months under heavy artillery strikes and. Uh, uh, air jet, uh, jet uh, strikes. Uh, it's uh, it's let's say effect on your uh, health, and uh, it doesn't matter are you mentally strong person or not. Well, uh, so uh, it affects your health. I can see that, but but I think you're one of the strongest people, mentally speaking, that I've seen in my life, my friend, I'm sure it, it's come at a price, but based from what I've seen so far, mentally speaking, you handle that better than most people I could imagine. Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, uh, first, it's uh, just my nature. Uh, secondly, uh, you know, I... Uh, uh, I, I used to be a, a football referee, professional football referee. Uh, so I 
had some special preparation also when I studied at my uh, first uh, university, Donetsk National uh, Technical University. I graduated uh, military uh, department, and uh, it, it 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 was something like uh, Israeli approach to military service. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, when you study at university on the weekdays and uh, on the weekend, you are going to uh, to, to 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 military department, uh, and uh, it helped me to survive. Uh, it uh, helped me to uh, to have some uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. And describe to me sort of the state of your sight at that time in twenty early twenty twenty two, because you went to help your grandparents, which is amazing, but you're already legally blind by that time. And for those who may know uh, or may not know of our viewers and listeners, <clears throat> retinitis pigmentosa is a genetic degenerative disease. Uh, and so it starts slowly and then it progressive degen- degeneration in time. Uh, so how much were you able to see then when you went to help your grandparents and, and so on? And how much are you able to see now? Uh, my, my, much better before February. My, much better, and uh, I was able to use uh, public uh, transportation and uh, to go without uh, assistant uh, where I want. And uh, then uh, I, I don't know really what happened. Uh, and uh, doctors uh, can say it uh, only after genetic uh, testing. Uh, yeah, but uh, when you're talking about that this disease uh, uh, progressive, it sometimes it's uh, uh, the, the, this disease uh, uh, progress. Sometimes people live with this uh, disease uh, all uh, their life, and uh, this disease can be uh, stable. I so, see. Maybe I I, uh, I think uh, uh, maybe because of uh, I didn't get uh, supportive uh, medical care me- medicines for uh, what, what what I may usually uh, get uh, it were uh, some injections some pills and uh, yeah also uh, it's nutrition. Uh, water uh, and uh, uh, about stress, maybe like I don't uh, feel that uh, I, I, I'm not stressing, but uh, uh, inside uh, may, maybe yeah, it was also stress. Yeah, I, I can imagine drinking dirty water, eating rotten food, uh, being bombed or shelled for weeks and months at a time takes a toll on you and when you ended up uh, when we managed to take you to Poland you were super skinny probably anorexic is the is the better word mm-hmm. um, and and even now you're very skinny but at that time you were like super skinny and in very bad shape and unfortunately I remember when we got you to the hotel the first day 
uh, you had lost even your peripheral vision to the point where you were unable to even go to make it to the breakfast buffet restaurant uh, where you can eat. Uh, so you had lost everything. Uh, yeah, and uh, let me add, uh, some people uh, said that uh, I had even uh, yellow skin. They they said, I, I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, it was. Wow. So, okay, so, so now the good news though is here is that now you look much better than when you ended in Poland and clearly uh, some very good people there who are helping you out very extremely generously, uh, you know, uh, is a, are a major reason as per why you have recovered. And my understanding is that you have not only gained a little weight, but you have even recovered a tiny bit of your peripheral vision. Is that the case? Yeah, correct. After, yeah, after getting, uh, after visiting doctors, after getting uh, some special pills and uh, two surgeries, uh, USV surgeries, uh, yeah, it uh, improved my peripheral uh, vision. So uh, I uh, hope it uh, stopped uh, uh, progression of uh, my disease, but for uh, completely uh, recovering, uh, I, I, I will need results of the genetic testing. And uh, I, uh, I I heard that uh, if uh, cure will be possible, it will cost roughly uh, ten thousand uh, euros. Very interesting. So uh, tell me a little bit about the genetic testing and that adenovirus, perhaps. What's the, what are we looking for uh, with that test? And, and then what's the possible treatment that, that, that we need money for? Uh, usually people who have this disease, they have mutation. Uh, scientists and doctors already know. Uh, so people have a mutation in the gene RPE65. And uh, fortunately, uh, they, they already can cure this, uh, like they say, repair this uh, gene. Uh, they use adenovirus. The name of this uh, medicine is Luxturna. They uh, inject this, uh, uh, this adenovirus uh, directly to the retina. And uh, uh, in several weeks, uh, this uh, gene start work, uh, works correctly and retina recover and people start to, to see again. So I wow. hope that, uh, yeah, that uh, it will be possible uh, to recover my sight again. Wow, that that sounds like a like an incredible kind of a miracle treatment, really. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, Tell me, uh, how would you? It's not a fantastic now. It's just a science. <laughs> yeah, and and by the way, that jives very well with your other interest in transhumanism, uh, and your ex-human uh, store that you have developed, uh, and for those of you. Uh, 
for those of our viewers and listeners who may not be familiar with uh, Alex's work before, uh, Alex even uh, works as IT professional. He has many skills uh, and many interests, uh, including NGOs, as we discovered, he's a former soccer referee, but he also uh, works on IT websites, believe it or not, uh, despite his disability condition, because he has these very special glasses that he wears uh, and they allow him to kind of see with the periphery of his vision and then the result of that is that with you know i can imagine 10 times the labor and the time invested than a normal person but at the end of the day he's even able to design websites uh, both at the front end and also at the back end to create a marketplace for products and stuff and stuff like that, which is absolutely incredible to me and a testament to, to your patience, my friend, and, and your commitment and dedication. Uh, but let me ask you this. How would you feel if we're able to raise 10,000 euros for you by Christmas or so? Uh... I can even describe my feelings. I will be so happy because it's a chance for me. Uh, will be chance for me to uh, to drastically change uh, all my life, to to see again and to, to live normal life and to uh, to be uh, more contributive to uh, uh, to humans' uh, development. Uh, so uh, I will be more effective. It's uh, what I really want. Yeah, and that's what we're here for today. And, and I, I honestly do believe from the bottom of my heart, we can do that for you, my friend. And we will do everything that we can to, to help you out. And I think we should be able to do it. So can you perhaps talk to us a little bit more about resilience in general? Because, you know, one of my personal interests is Stoic philosophy. And Stoic philosophy teaches a lot, of, a lot about resilience. And I feel that you, with your kind of story of coming out of the war in Ukraine and having to deal with what you had to deal with, maybe learned a lesson or two about resilience yourself. Do you want to share something with us? Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, not a, uh, what happened, it's not a coincidence. Uh, it's, uh, 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 it's when uh, this approach, when, you, you know, 20 bucks, it's always 20 bucks, uh, business as usual. We have to uh, think uh, with what uh, people, companies, and uh, states, we are doing business. So if you give money to bloody regime, expect uh, that uh, later this bloody regime will attack you. Uh, so uh, I, I think our Western civilization uh, have to be... Uh, must have technological domination. Our Western civilization must uh, be collaborative, united, uh, and uh, to take action every single uh, day to protect our lifestyle, uh, progress, peace, and uh, values of love. 
Wow, that's that's amazing. You went directly to the level of our civilization. But at the personal level, what's 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 the perhaps most useful lesson that you learned as a human being, as an individual who had to face war and consider his death, violent death perhaps during that war, not perhaps for sure. <laughs> so, what what's the lesson perhaps you want to share with us? I have a, a lifetime so short, and uh, in my opinion, we have to use it very effectively, and uh, to uh, to go big, to think big, and uh, to try to um, uh, to achieve some big goals, and uh, to um, uh, to live. For to to build something for uh, new generations and uh, to build a legacy. And I know you're big on transhumanism because that's how we got to meet each other originally a couple of years ago. Uh, as you know, most of my uh, audience they're singularitarians and transhumanists. So, what do you want to tell to those members of our audience? And where do the ideas of transhumanism and perhaps artificial intelligence or all of the other exponential technologies such as genetics, robotics, nanotech, synthetic biology, 3D printing, and so on, fit within your worldview and so on? Uh, I uh, expect that uh, uh, lots of people from transhumanist uh, community or even communities will be more active, not only uh, speaking about uh, like uh, th that we will have bright, uh, beautiful future, uh, that uh, they start uh, uh, to do like me, uh, to uh, maybe create unique uh, devices, uh, to create marketplace, and I'm planning to uh, to open NGO and uh, uh, to hold sport e event for people with disability. But later, it uh, won't be uh, only people with disability; it will be enhanced uh, people. Yeah, that's very interesting, and that kind of preempted so, my uh, next. So, so sorry, Nikola, for interrupting. I expect that uh, they will uh, uh, put all their uh, theoretical uh, knowledge uh, into practice. Oh, that's very well said, my friend. That's very well said, and that's, by the way, one of among many reasons as per why I decided to to try to find a way to help someone who's been impacted by the war. Because, you know, my two major interests are uh, technology and ethics. And uh, I thought that, you know, I'm making a difference with my podcast and with my keynote speaking and stuff like that, but it's a little bit kind of alienated. That kind of an impact is alienated from me because there's sort of a separation between my work and, and, and the people that I'm touching and connecting with. But in this particular case with you, um, 
and that's the reason why I decided to do it in the first place is because I felt that my kind of theoretical work on technology in general, on ethics in general, needs to be applied practically in the real world and have real measurable impact in helping someone uh, stay alive if possible and hopefully even the next step even better because saving some someone's life is nice it's amazing but but often it's not enough unfortunately so not only staying alive but helping them out and giving them a better chance of recreating and rebuilding their life which was destroyed by war or some other disaster uh, and so that was kind of like my personal motivation and my desire to help you and 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 so I want to even say thank you for for being such an inspirational person to be helped because I honestly feel that you've given me at least as much and maybe more than what we have been able to give you. Uh, Nicola, uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. I, I really appreciate it and uh, uh, I will do my best to uh, uh, to, to, to give uh, you and other people more in return. <laughs> You're amazing, my friend. So let me ask you the last couple of questions here. Sure. What is your plan for the future? So let's say, let's say we're successful to raise money for you, uh, which I believe we can be and we will be. Uh, and let's say six months or a year from now, what's your plan for the future? Uh, it's uh, health recovering and uh, I'm going to, like I said, uh, to, uh, to, to develop uh, more my marketplace, what uh, will serve uh, for, uh, for people who wants uh, to accelerate uh, human beings evolution and also additional to that uh, I'm building whole ecosystem I'm going to uh, to establish uh, world uh, sport uh, organization for augmented uh, humans and uh, here is I want also to uh, get together uh, engineers, uh, scientists, uh, doctors, uh, athletes, entrepreneurs, and uh, thinkers uh, 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 that uh, to help people with disability and not uh, not only people with the disability. And uh, I expect that uh, this new uh, kind of sports uh, also will accelerate uh, our evolution. Alex, we're hoping here for the best for you, but I have to ask you because a good, a good future is prepares for all kinds of future, from utopia to dystopia, from the best to the worst. So we have a very good plan. What happens to you if you have that specific gene that you mentioned, RPE65, I think it was. Uh, but what happens if you don't have that gene? Then what do we do? What are the options? Uh, firstly, uh, uh, I expect that anyway in several years, uh, treatment will be available because uh, I know uh, already in uh, Zulzbach in Germany, they uh, uh, 
uh, applied to Brussels Commission uh, documents. Uh, this document say that uh, uh, in uh, uh, this eye uh, hospital they will be able to uh, treat almost all uh, all uh, types of uh, retinal diseases. Also, I know that uh, in the Moorfield Eye Hospital in England and in uh, John Hopkins uh, Hospital uh, in the US, uh, lots of uh, uh, lots of uh, medicine from these uh, types of diseases in uh, trial now. So. I expect uh, that anyway, uh, in several years, will be uh, treatment will be available. Uh, and uh, this time, uh, I, 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 I will uh, do what I said before. We will we'll try to speed, speed it up everything. Excellent. And we really hope that that you do turn out to have that gene but when when did you say that you're probably likely to find out the results of your dna test uh doctor uh, professor said that uh, it'll be uh, roughly in the end of the december maybe in the beginning of the january fantastic and that's why we want to be ready and done with our fundraiser so that as soon as we get the results, we can immediately book your treatment and start making progress towards your full site recovery, my friend. So we're all keeping our fingers crossed here, both for your fundraiser and for your DNA test. In the meantime, Alex, my last question that I always ask of my podcast guests is always the same. What's your final message? What's the one thing that you want us to take away from this conversation with you today? Maybe it's uh, not a takeaway, it's a call to action. <clears throat> Dictatorships, uh, autocratic and uh, regimes and totalitarian regimes uh, on the rise around the globe. Everything uh, simple. They don't want existence of our Western civilization just because of our values. Uh, values of uh, democratic decision-making, uh, democratic uh, elections, freedom of uh, choice, freedom of speech, a rule of law and human rights, uh, social equality and justice. Our values, uh, it's uh, values of uh, progress, uh, prosperity, peace, and love. Uh, their values uh, is uh, values of uh, hate, uh, poverty, uh, violence, uh, slavery, and war. So we must protect our values. <clears throat> wow, we must protect our values. What a what a message, Alex. That that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate your, your time with us here today. I really enjoy your company and our conversations. And most of all, to our viewers and listeners, guys, 
This is Alex Podalka. I think we can make a real big difference to his life. Please go to helpaukrainian.com. That's again, H-E-L-P-A-U-K-R-A-I-N-I-A-N.com. Helpaukrainian.com and make a donation now. Thank you so much, Nikola, for this opportunity. If you guys enjoy this show, you can help me make it better in a couple of ways. You can go and write a review on iTunes or you can simply make a donation. 